The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, August 31st, and this is one of two podcasts. We are recording on the morning of Monday for the day of Monday. We're actually recording a podcast for the actual same day that it's happening. What a world we live in. That's because the Jacksonville Jaguars made two moves over the last 48 hours or so. They require us to do an emergency podcast. That's right. It's an emergency Jaguars podcast in the wake of a Yannick Ngakwe trade and a Leonard for net release joining us to talk Jacksonville Jaguars the man who's going through the car wash right now at cbssports.com on Jacksonville because he knows the team better than anybody else maybe maybe more than anybody else outside of the the franchise the one the only Pete Prisco what's up Pete what's up guys will gang people can't see Debo yeah but but Debo's included Debo's included though he's part of it Pete you don't I feel bad that you leave I feel bad that you leave him out all the time Pete, you don't, don't want to even I, see what I'm wearing today. That's why I don't I, have the video on. You, you, well, you probably have one of your uh, ugly-ass shirts on it again. <laughs> you, should, you should actually have uh, like a, a thing, Brinson, where you guys print up T-shirts. Is Debo wearing another ugly-ass shirt again? Uh, I like that idea. Or, we'll like, or we do like a T-shirt that looks like one of Debo's shirts. Yeah, ugly-ass ugly ass T-shirt. Just put that right on the front of it. Yeah, I like it. Ugly ass t-shirt. Uh, okay, let's dive into this. So the Jaguars released Leonard Fournette. How surprised were you, Pete, on a scale of one to ten that they actually cut him uh, going into the fourth year of his of his deal, his, his rookie deal? In this fourth year, in this fully guaranteed like fifth year option? I mean, it's just, or no, this is the fourth year that the contract they get out of the fifth year option now, right? Right. Yeah. He look. I'm not surprised that they released him. I thought they would release him earlier, but they didn't know what they had. And when they went to camp and basically nobody knew what they had, anybody team knew what they had when they went to camp because they didn't have any offseason work. When they went to camp in their offense that they're going to run under Jay Gruden, they're going to be a different style and Mm -hmm. nobody's going to get 20, 25 carries. So they looked at it and they said, Hey, why would we keep him when he's a volume back and we can get out of underneath that out of that contract? So um, it made sense. They like a kid from Illinois State named James Robinson. Mm, keep an eye on him. Take a listen. Yeah, keep an eye on him. He's he's a guy they really like. They, people have compared him to Devin Singletary that I've talked to. And, you know, they like their other young backs. Rock Armstead is trimmed down a little, but he's quicker. 
um, from what I hear. Uh, they also have Chris Thompson who keeps the ball at the backfield and the Zingbo. So they have backs. And, and again, this is a league where you don't need a, a guy who can carry it 25 times. I'm going to give Fournette credit because I thought he, he bounced back last year and had a good season. He caught the ball. But a lot of that was volume because they were behind and he was catching passes and everything else. He still takes in, in certain offenses and certain styles. He takes too long to get to the line of scrimmage. He doesn't make people miss. Um, so I, I, I have no problem with releasing him because like somebody said to me up there, they won 11 games the last two years with that group. Right. The teams are terrible. I mean, they had 2000. So you can't talk about Leonard Fournette without talking about 2017. They drafted him fourth overall in the 2017. Terrible. You killed it at the time. You killed it. You killed McCaffrey, even though, and you said, I like the player with McCaffrey. For net, they wanted, and, and I tweeted this out on, on Monday morning, you had reported on a, this podcast called the Roughing the Passer podcast. Never heard of it, but sounds cool. Um, you had, uh, was I hosting or was that just you and Brady then? I don't know. That was when it was good. It was me, Brady, and Pat Kerwin. You said on there, the Jaguars and Tom Coughlin love Deshaun Watson. They really do. They love Deshaun Watson. So they passed on the opportunity to take Deshaun Watson fourth overall and instead took Leonard Fournette. Now, in 2017, they obviously went to the AFC Championship game, and so they were rewarded over the short term because they had a good running game and a great defense. But long term, it was a disastrous franchise-altering decision because they had to cut Blake Bortles a year later. They you know, they, they, they got stuck with Fournette, and they passed on a, uh, a franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Well, the problem was is they, they – well, first off, Coughlin liked Watson. But he also loved Fournette. And that was – he his theory at the time was, okay, we have Bortles, so why not draft the running back to help make Bortles a better player? And in the short term, it helped. Sure. But you don't ever draft a running back that high when you have quarterbacks like Watson and Mahomes on the board. I don't care who, who you are and who you have because clearly Bortles was not the guy. So it was a bad decision. They'll admit that now. That was a terrible decision. You don't draft a running back there. He had some good moments for them. But again, like even that one year when they went to the postseason, you take away a 90-yard run through a hole that I think I could have got 40 on <laughs> against Pittsburgh, and his numbers weren't nearly as good. He was a, he's, a, he's a serviceable back. That's what he is. He's not anything more than that. So I, I understand it was a bad well, decision and, and to you draft know, him. The, well, but the – I mean, sort of the irony is, to a degree, is that they should have realized that when the Cowboys took Zeke Elliott in the first round and they were gifted Jalen Ramsey the year prior. Like, you should have – that's when you have to realize, like, when somebody takes a running back in the top five, you are getting great value at another position as a result of it. The Jaguars benefited from it. And now – and then they came back a year later and then did the exact same thing when, you know, like, I mean, they, they basically helped gift other teams the opportunity to get Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Let me, let me give you some background on Tom Coughlin and his running back lust, okay? Mm. In 1996, they had the second overall – was it second? I think the second – yeah, the second overall pick. And they were dead set on taking Lawrence Phillips. He compared him to Jim Brown. That's how much he loved him. Wow. But at the 11th hour, they found out some late – information from nebraska they went to nebraska and did found out even more he's a bad and dude it was a bad dude and they went in and they backed away from it but he was taking him at second overall in 96 they ended yep. up taking kevin hardy that year correct now they already had natron means 
So, and they had drafted James Stewart. So think about that. He was, that's how much he loves running back. And I'll give you another one. Fred Taylor's rookie year, 98. Go to that draft. Okay. Let's see. Yep. I'm here. They had nine and 25. They had nine and 25 in that draft, right? They the did. That is correct. Okay. He was on the phone with the Chicago bears when they were on the clock at fifth overall, trying to trade nine and 25 to the bears to get to Curtis get Fred Taylor. No, to get Curtis Enos. Oh my God. He loved Curtis Enos. You see the pattern there? The physical back, Lawrence Phillips, Curtis Enos, Leonard Fournette. That's Tom loved that style back. And that might've worked in the seventies and eighties and nineties, early nineties, but it wasn't working anymore. And so that's why when he drafted Fournette, but in hindsight, he ended up with Fred Taylor and Donovan Darius, two guys that ended up being really good players. Taylor is arguably a hall of famer. So I just think when you look at it, Tom had to get his big back, and that's why he went out and he drafted Fournette. Well, and you, it shouldn't be surprising to anybody that like has followed Tom Coughlin at all for any stretch of period that he would want to have a big bruising back and a great defense and doesn't care necessarily that his quarterback is a leader or not. I mean, even, you know, like and we're not getting into the Eli Manning discussion, but come on, he know, won a Super Bowl with Eli and then. Well, but he, and, and he also, I mean, two Super Bowls. He also had Tiki Barber there. And it took Tiki, Coughlin didn't love Tiki initially, remember? Tiki fumbled and it used to drive him crazy. And yeah. then he ended up, they, that relationship kind of got a little bit better, not great ever. And, and they won Super Bowls. But no, he likes, he likes the big back. It, and it's just not that big back game anymore. It just isn't. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the projections from Sportsline and Stephen O have Jacksonville with Fournette. They're projected to win 4.5 games without Fournette, 4.4 games. Their uh, division percentage, win percentage changes not at all. And their playoff percentage goes from 2.8% to 2.6%. Um, yeah, it has no influence on that team whatsoever. None. Yeah. Now, so I, I mean, look, I'm okay with it. Now, where does he wind up? Uh, that's a good question. Somebody mentioned Kansas City. Hey, by, uh, by the way, you don't think they would have traded him if they could have got something for him? Yeah, they would have taken a seventh-round pick for Fournette at this point. Just because you nobody, get, the, get rid of the money. Nobody, nobody wanted him. Right. Nobody wanted him for that contract. They couldn't what, about get New, what, about, what about New England? What? Yeah, that, but, you know, they have, the, they have the kid Harris they picked, so they like him. And Sonny Michelle. I'm just thinking, like, they, they clearly want to run the ball. Why not bring in bodies? Like, if Fournette, if Fournette was motivated, Fournette and Cam Newton would be in that sort of offense that they appear to want to run would at least be intriguing. Yeah, I look, he'll end up somewhere. What about well, Tampa has they love Ronald Jones now, supposedly, but yeah, but they need they, they don't need have any money there. either. They don't have any Miami, money. Miami, get a, Miami can Miami's make sense. building to something, though. They don't need that. They mm-hmm. and they have uh, you know, young back. Uh, no, I, Miami's not Kansas City might make some sense, but and because he, he caught the ball out of the backfield pretty well last year, but a lot of that again was volume stuff late in games when they were behind. Uh, what about the Washington football team? But you got to remember, no, I don't. I don't think about that quarterback. Fournette had his issues. Let's let's be honest about it. There was sure. he wasn't well liked at times, but he had his issues off the field as well, and and had issues on the field. Remember when he sat with his helmet on and the, the whole next to the bench and on late in the game? I just no, I I I think he's matured a great deal, but there's probably some theor- you know teammates never really took to him. Okay. That culture uh, was terrible. That culture was terrible with that 17 team. It was yeah, awful. 
and you've got it. You wrote a whole story. It's a great story about how like the Jaguars got sort of peaked and then like just the fall of the Jaguars, basically. I mean, it's crazy that it feels like, and I know this is sort of pandi- like pandemic brain talking, but like it feels like 40 years ago that the Jaguars in the AFC championship game. Yeah. And, and when you're built that way, you're going to crumble. It's an act. It was an, the season was an accident. Like I the- always say that the aberration seasons, the teams that have the ball bounce their way, run the football, play good defense, have that chance to get to the Super Bowl because it happened as an accident and then it goes away. And, and I see your buddy Evan Silva sent out the tweet about um, they had seven pro bowlers on that defense and none of them are there anymore. Yeah. But really, when you look at it, look at it, because we're, we're going to get into the Ngakwe trade. Yeah. When you look at it, Ngakwe no longer there. Campbell, Calais Campbell, no longer there. Malik Jackson, Malik Jackson, Telvin Smith. No, no, Telvin Smith, A.J. Boye, Jalen Ramsey. Okay, let's go through one by one and see. Let's do it after the break. Okay, let's do it after the break. All right, after the break, people go through these one by one, and we'll talk about the Yannick Ngakwe trade. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, so let's go through them one by one. You mentioned the, the defensive players, the seven offered. By the way, Evan Silva, who you referenced on Friday's show, Talking Fantasy, he did predict that Fournette would be cut. So that's uh, that's that's that. It's a good call. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, what, what do you when you are you are you basically saying like, all right, like Ramsey was good, but yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? I mean, like, what's your what's the justification? They did not want to. They did not want to trade Jalen Ramsey. No. They were dead set against it. In fact, the owner, from what I hear, said, "Nope, not unless somebody wows you." Well, the Rams wowed them. Sure. Two ones and a four, that's a wild trade. So they sent him packing. Plus, he was a pain, pain in the butt in that organization. I mean, right. he, he moaned and groaned. He took the, he's part of the reason why the 17 team went in the wrong direction. Sure. So they got rid of him. They, they had a lot of young talent. And they had, like, Calais Campbell's a veteran, but he, you know, he'd been signed in free agent. Really, when you look at it, I'm going to go through this, okay? okay? Boye was signed as a free agent, and they thought his play regressed. So they didn't bring him back. And he and Jalen, by the way, never got along. They were this corner tandem, and they didn't get along at all. There was always a bit of a, a, a problem between the two of them, from what I was told. Then Calais Campbell, they would love to have kept him, but he again, he's got up in the years. He's their, He might have been their best free agent signing ever, and that's saying something because they had some good ones in Ke- yeah. Keenan McCardell and Natron Means So and Leon Searcy. So you look at that, and he's the one guy that they wouldn't mind keeping, but they just thought the way the team was going and at the direction that it was time to cut, you know, he wanted more money. He wanted money. They would have given him a pay cut and he would have stayed, but he's an older guy. Malik Jackson didn't play last year. Remember after they let him go, he got hurt again. I hope I like Malik, but again, how old is he? He's on the slope side of his career. Yep. Telvin Smith retired. And by the way, he was an awful guy in the locker room. He was one of the problems from what I was told. He had, he was the guy who dragged him down and then he had, then he got arrested. Remember, as soon as he got released, he's, he, they arrested him. He's facing charges now. Yep. So that's not a law. I always thought he was too little. Anyways, teams ran at him. He made some splash plays, but he would get blown up in the run game. He was too little. And then, uh, who am I? And then that brings us to Ngakwe. They 
wanted to keep Ngakwe. They yeah, offered him. Look, look, you've been reporting since he got he since he since he made a stink about this that the Jaguars wanted to get two first, one first. I mean, no, I'm not no, saying let's, that. no, let's start, let's start from last year. Okay, last summer he held out. Remember, he wanted, or he was slow to come in. He was in a holdout, but he wanted a contract, and they offered him almost 19 million a year. And he turned it down. Mm. Now, once he turned that down, the relationship between Coughlin, because he can be a grudge holder and, and Gakwe went rotten. He's Coughlin started saying he doesn't play the run that well. He's too little. We're going to pay him $19 million to rush the passer. Da, 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 and that's where the relationship went crappy. Well, once it went crappy and Gakwe went out and played. And if you look at his sack numbers, they've gone down a little bit. I, I love the game. I predicted him to be defensive player of the year two years ago, and it didn't work out that way. But, I, he loves the game. He plays hard and he's a good practice guy, but it got into his head and it started to become a money issue. There's no question about that. So they tag him. He's not happy with that. He fires his agent who, you know how these things work. An agent will be told by the team, Hey, you know, maybe we can work out a deal, but let's go out there and see what's out there. Well, the, the agent got nothing. The team got nothing. There were no offers for him. Lock of four keeps killing him because they didn't get. They could have got something better in April, May before the draft. No, they couldn't. They had no offer. The Raiders had two ones, and they didn't want to make a deal. They couldn't so they get. Wouldn't a even, they wouldn't even give up one one for. No, they okay. couldn't get a one. There was no offer for a one, and so they go into the summer. He fires his agent. He's still moaning and groaning, and he had the tag. He hasn't come close to making eighteen million dollars his career. I think in his career he's made almost five that's it that's a lot of money to be turning but, down and, and let's be clear too it is part of the trade to minnesota he took a huge pay cut which is the, dumb, the dumbest thing i've ever I, I don't, he took a five plus million dollar pay cut and he's heading to a state where it, there's an income income tax so yeah, now he doesn't have income now he about 500 grand more so at least yeah i don't understand why he would why he wouldn't just play out play um, out play the yeah. 18 million go to jacksonville okay well it got to that point they come to camp they dra- had already drafted Chase on, the rookie out of LSU, who they love. Yeah. And so they look at it and they said, hey, if we have Ngakwe here, what happens if Chase on and Josh Allen are on the field and he's not? He's going to be moaning and groaning about it. He's going to become a problem because he's playing for his mo- a big contract. Yep. So they look at it from that standpoint. So they came back to it. The best offer they had for Ngakwe was the one they got, mm-hmm. is the one they took. They had nothing. And that goes to trade and and pay. Nobody wanted to trade the picks to pay them. Right. And if you look at the look what okay, Clowney was traded to Seattle in the same type of situation. What did Seattle what did Houston get back for Clowney? Third round pick. And Houston paid eight million dollars. Sure. So think about it from that standpoint. And that didn't work out for the Seattle Seahawks. The ones, the deals that you had, the the deals that you have to make for these pass rushers are like the D Ford or Frank Clark, where you trade, where you trade them early in like free agency. You know what I mean? And like when teams are like, when teams are looking to pay and to spend on a on a on a pass rusher, and they're willing to give up more because they they know that they can't get somebody out in the open market. What did D now Ford, that what did the what did the um what they get for D Ford? Uh, go they, back. Two seconds. They got a first for Frank Clark. The Seahawks did. And then the 49ers gave up a second, I think, because the, the presumption was that they wouldn't be as good. But like Tunsil <clears throat> got a big haul back, but he had two years left on his deal. 
Right. And Ramsey got a big call back, but he had years left on his contract. When you're a franchise tag, unhappy pass rusher, it's you're just not going to get. And I, I, was, I wasn't discrediting your reporting. I was saying. No, like a four was because he said they did. They could have gotten more in the, if they had traded him before. They were trying to. They didn't yeah, get anything. They were, they were never getting a first round pick for Yannick Ngakwe. No. And Unless no, it was like a very late first round pick. Right. They weren't getting any. They, they would have taken the one. And, and here's the other thing, though, Will, is the owner, quite frankly, didn't want to trade him at first because the bad look of the organization it looks terrible malcontents. But you know what? They got to the point where they said, do we really want to keep disgruntled players around that are dragging these young players? Because they're a young team. Why would you yeah. allow them to drag the young team back into the abyss where it was? They're getting out of the abyss. I hear that oh. this team loves to practice. Well, they, I'm talking about from the, the, the um, you know, the locker room mess. They're getting, these guys yeah. love to practice. They love to play. I heard a story about Minshew the other day. The right tackle, Jawan Taylor, jumped off sides and he jumped them. This is a second-year quarterback jumping the right tackle. That didn't happen under any of these. Bortles didn't do it. Nick Foles was out there wouldn't do it. These guys didn't do it. He has he has that. Now, whether he's any good is a question that needs to be answered, but um, at least the culture is different. If you go, so are you saying he's got the fire six, in the belly? That's what I hear. I, I don't know if he's any good, but he's got fire in the belly. There are a lot well, of people I mean, out there that think he's good. So he might. He, I, I like Minshew. I mean, we'll, he's, he's going to put up monster numbers this year because I don't think their defense is going to be very good. Right, their defense is going to stink because he's young and they traded everybody away. I mean, the they problem, might start seven rookies. That's a that's a terrible defense. The problem, no, not, the on defense, defense. not on defense, not on defense, just on the overall. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's a problem. the 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 problem with the Jaguars in the look is that like, so I mean, their first round picks over the since Dave Caldwell arrived are, uh, let's see. Luke Jokel, Luke Jokel, which who, was that draft was atrocious. I won't blame anybody for the 2013 draft. Yeah, that, that draft was uh, one of the worst of all time. Eric Fisher went first overall. It's a terrible draft. Yeah, and and he played four years and was he stunk. He stunk, and then he and then he left and signed with the Seahawks. Bortles in 2014. Okay, you missed on a quarterback. I uh, they doubled down on the extension. That was the real. That problem. was a bad mistake. Uh, Dante Fowler in 2015, they traded him. That was a bad pick. But again, again, you're going back to a guy who didn't didn't go take part in his rehab and was always late sure. for meetings and didn't care. And I think he's grown up, which is why he's a better player now. Yep. Uh, Jalen Ramsey in 2016, it was a great pick. It didn't work out. They did get a good return for him. I won't fault him for that. But I do think it is a bad look when you can't lock down superstar players who you take in the top five. And, and again, Coughlin had a lot to do with the, the that relationship going bad. Sure. From what I was told, if if Rams, but if they, if the Rams aren't good and they finish fourth in division, that's going to be a steal for that pick. That that, that is player. true. That's fair. Uh, and then they got C.J. Henderson to replace him. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, Leonard Fournette in 2017. Terrible pick. Disaster. Terrible. David Bryan, uh, 29th who's, overall. Who's going to start? Well, they could have taken Lamar Jackson there, but but he's going to start. Tom Coughlin wasn't taking Lamar Jackson. No, he's going to start there. This okay. year, though. Oh, man, I even think about Tavon Bryan was right before Lamar Jackson. Uh, and then Josh Allen. and going to be a, a star. And Caleb on Chase on. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. too early to tell on those three guys. But no, they look like a, they look like they're going to be good players. Though. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, like I think that they. Yeah, but I mean, you keep You kill them for their first round picks. You also got to give credit. Everybody's killing them for trading in Gakwe. Well, he drafted him in the third round. Sure. Yeah. Hey, look, he's done a good job. I mean, he found Miles Jack in the second round. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's a, that's the one that perplexes me a little bit with that team is paying Miles Jack all, all that money. Yeah, um, but I was, 
he was miscast when he got there. They stuck him at strong side linebacker. Then they stuck him in the middle. Now he's playing the position he should have been playing all along, weak side linebacker. But Telvin Smith was there, so they couldn't play them both together. So now he's playing there with Schobert in the middle. I think he'll be much better in this defense. Okay, well, let's hope so. Uh, either way, the defense probably won't be very good, and it will not have Yannick and Young. They're going to be young. Again, run it back. Maybe I'll tell you that, though. Hamilton, the rookie from Ohio State, supposedly killing it at a defensive tackle. They're going to okay. love him. Henderson, it will start at one corner. One of those young safeties could push Ronnie Harrison to the bench. Hmm. Uh, the kid from Daniel Thomas from uh, from Auburn. They could have. I'm telling you, they could have seven rookies starting. If you go, if you count the Chenault, Colin Johnson and Chenault both could start. Think about that. A receiver. That's crazy. Yeah. What, uh, Colin Johnson's many, been killing it, and so is Chenault. By the way, how many games do the? I mean, I love Chenault. I love. I couldn't. I mean, I would have taken him with a first round pick. I just, I just, I just you know, I know him. a lot of people that up there and they, he's been compared to Bolden and Andre Johnson. He's Think so strong. I mean, if he's healthy, he's a monster. And Colin Johnson, somebody joked that uh, he better stop catching, making plays. They're going to call him Calvin Johnson. Jeez. Yeah. Jaguars hype trade. So what? Nine wins, 10 wins. What do you no, think? they, <laughs> I think they're, uh, I wouldn't, I'd watch out if I were the Colts on opening day though. Ooh, I think the Colts, I think that line is interesting. Um, what, what do you think? Over under four and a half wins for the Jaguars. I think they'll get to five, so okay. I take the over. They're bad team, much. bad team, frisky, but young. They'll be in games. I think they're going to stay in games. They're going to stay in games, a lot of games, because I they think keep- they'll, they'll, they'll be they'll, – they'll score points. They're going to score points. I agree. I think Jay Gruden will put up – Jay Gruden and Doug Maroon will – I mean, Doug Maroon. Uh, Jay Gruden and Gardner Mitchell will score. Yeah, and, and the offensive line's going to play better. Think about Cam Robinson. He's been one of the guys that was dragged into the abyss and was hurt, and now he's healthy, and he's in a contract year. He's going to play well. Okay. He's in the best shape. It's it's the classic case of I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> I'm healthy again. I'm in my contract year. If I go out and play great left tackle or good left tackle, he's going to get a monster extension from somebody. We got so eighteen million dollars. Yeah, the right tackle Taylor is going to be a star. Um, I hear that Norwell and Linder are in better shape or better at having a good camp, and and so they'll be good on the, they'll be okay on the the offensive line is not going to be a problem because the problem was always here's one of their problems with Fournette, even if he was there. You have to fit the offense around Fournette. Well, you don't have, you also don't have a, a tight end who can really block. They had problems with the edges. And so it took yeah. him a week and a day to get going. Come on. If there was a hole there, he was great. What I call him the magic man. He took that title <laughs> away from Toby Gerhardt. He could, turn, <laughs> he could turn a two yard run into a six yard run, but he could turn a 75 yard run into a five yard run. Yeah. That, that's the magic man. All right. Uh, let's get out of here. You got to go do more of the car wash. You got to do CBS car wash. Yeah. You'll be doing uh picks during like, the seasons here. I can't believe it next uh, week. I know. Does it feel like it to you? Are we going to do pick? We're doing picks on Thursday normally. Right. But picks on Friday. Well, we, show. Don't, include, but we we'll, don't include, we don't include the Thursday night game. That's right. We'll record. I'll on give Thursday. you an early pick. I'll give you an early pick for the Thursday night game. Okay. Lay the points. <laughs> oh God. Take the over. <laughs> I, I agree on the over. I, I'm not. A, I'm in. I'm in the minority on the other side with the Texans. I think they got issues. I think the Texans would be bad, but I think they keep it within ten. I don't want to bet it, buddy. There's our. There's our first disagreement. I will bet on it personally. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Take, the <laughs> 10. Take the ten. Take the ten. I ain't paying Andy Reid off the bye when, he's, <laughs> when he won a Super Bowl. He's got a season, an all season to prepare. Plus, his team's team. Look, remember that game would have been a blowout. They started slowly in the in the playoffs. They would have they blew them out anyways. It would have been they, even they, worse. They covered the ten points after being down twenty four nothing. They covered the ten points at halftime. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right, at Prisco CBS on Twitter. Watch him on CBS Sports HQ. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. See ya.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.